Welcome to the weekly update. This is episode 194. I'm Tim Nagel. Here with me today is Bree Mariner, Workplace Relations Advisor. Welcome, Bree. Thanks, Tim. So, Bree, uh, obviously we've put a lot of thought into this week's clue. I know that me and you have been sitting down for some time just to work with just to refine it and make sure that it's as funny as it can be. Uh, so, uh, we've just got the clue that we'll put on screen at the moment. Mm-hmm. So people can see there. Can you just describe what you're seeing uh, for those people who are playing on the podcast? Uh, it looks like a chicken, a ceramic chicken. A ceramic chicken, yes. And then, then we've got a second photo okay. uh, that we'll now show. Could you describe the second photo? Yeah, uh, much to my surprise, there's another chicken inside the first chicken, a smaller That's- chicken. A smaller chicken. So based on these two photos and these two photos alone, what would you guess today's podcast is on? What's the topic? I don't, I don't know. Some Something surprising? Something small? I don't know. It's strange. I can't can't link chickens to, to health. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so those two photos represent a chicken within a chicken. So yes. today's topic is, if you think of the big chicken as the Safe Patient Care Act, we're looking at components of the Safe Patient Care Act or the Safe Patient Care Act within the Safe Patient Care Act. Uh, that that went much better in uh, in training or practice. But anyway, that's today's topic. All right, a bit of Safe Patient Care Act inception. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so um, before we discuss these amendments, it would be good to provide some background. So what's the purpose of the Safe Patient Care Act 2015, the Principal Act? So the Safe Patient Care Act enshrined nurse to patient and midwife to patient ratios into legislation. So as we know, these uh, ratios were previously in the Enterprise Agreement. In late 2015, they were moved across to the Act. The Act provides for requirements that the operators of certain health facilities staff certain wards with a minimum number of nurses and midwives or midwives. It also requires reporting of compliance with and enforcement of these requirements as well. So it turns into a piece of legislation. So we know there's been two Safe Patient Care Amendment Acts. One was passed in 2019 and another was passed in 2020. Why has the Safe Patient Care Act been amended? Yeah, so um, the amendments uh, are to ensure that the Act doesn't remain stagnant and keeps up with changing requirements within the sector. Uh, so as we know, uh, minimum staff minimum safe nursing and midwifery staffing ratios continue to be fit for purposes. So these amendments reflect that requirement. Yeah, so these amendments, they're implemented over a number of years rather than all at once. Yeah, so that's right. So all those two amendments, the 2019, the 2020, are both stagnated in terms of their application. Um, and there's a lot of changes if you if you look at the two amendments just in isolation. The 2019 Amendment Act is being implemented over five years, and that began on the 1st of March 2019. And the 2020 Amendment Act is over two years, beginning on the 1st of July 2021. So some of these changes have already been implemented? Yes, they have. Uh, the first, second and third stages of the 2019 amendments were implemented on the 1st of March 2019. 1st of March 2020 and then the 1st of March 2021, respectively. Uh, We've discussed these amendments in previous podcasts. 
which can be found on the BHIA website. What is the next date that members need to be aware of for implementation? So the next stage of amendments was to be implemented or is to be implemented on the 1st of July 2021. Uh, that was only, there was only one change, uh, but it's an important one. And as you can see on the screen at the moment, the change from the 1st of July 2021 was that the level one hospitals, general medical or surgical wards will require a nurse in charge on night duty. And what other obligations do members need to be aware of at this time? So it's almost September, so members will need to review their safe patient care notifications regarding birthing suites and mixed wards. So what do hospitals have to do? Well, day one of the principal act specifies that the operator of a hospital must nominate and publish notice of wards to which more than one ratio requirement would apply. And these are known as mixed wards. And you can see on the screen what the act requires. So a hospital must publish details of its nominated mixed wards for the following six month period on the hospital's internet site, including the name of the mixed ward, the total number of occupied beds in the mixed ward, the different ratios that would apply to each portion, and the expected number of occupied beds in each portion of the ward during the following six-month period. And the, the Act goes on to, at Section 31.6 of the Principal Act to specify that an operator of a hospital must also determine the published notice of their occupied birthing suites as well. So there's two requirements there. It's also worth rem reminding members that emergency departments with a short stay unit attached is also considered a mixed ward. So therefore those obligations would apply to those. So after 1 July this year, what are the next round of changes? The next dates to keep in mind will be the 1st of March 2022 for implementation of stage four under the 2019 Amendment Act, and also the 1st of July 2022 for implementation of stage two under the 2020 Amendment Act. And what are the changes that come in on 1 March 2022? So for, for all hospital levels, um, you can see it on the screen, changes from the 1st of March 2022, the 50% rule will be removed and the new rounding method will apply to afternoon shift in the following units, palliative care inpatient units, rehabilitation beds and geriatric evaluation management beds as well. In terms of the uh, morning shift, uh, this will apply to special care nurseries, neonatal intensive care units, antenatal and postnatal wards, and also birthing suites. And what are the changes on 1 July 2022? There are a number of changes that occur from the 1st of July 2022. And you can see them on your screen at the moment. These are uh, the 50% rule will be removed with the new rounding method applying to all hospitals on afternoon shift in residential aged care wards and also night shifts for rehabilitation beds. And ratios will be improved for the following areas. So firstly, the general surgical and medical wards in level two hospitals will require a nurse in charge on night duty. In terms of birthing suites, they will require a midwife in charge on night duty if six or more nominated suites are within that unit. In terms of special care nurseries, they will require a midwife nurse in charge on night duty if eight occupied cots or more exist. And finally, postnatal wards will require a midwife nurse in charge on night duty. And there are changes specific to emergency departments that have co-located short-stay observation areas? Yeah, so regarding emergency departments with co-located short-stay observation areas, um, the mixed ratio calculation does not apply to a short-stay observation unit, resulting in an additional nurse in charge on night shift if the short-stay observation unit is co-located with an emergency department 
and the number of occupied beds in the combined short stay area and emergency department is 30 or more. So effectively what that means is that there'd be a need for a second person in charge of that, uh, a, a person nominated in charge of that SSO area. And what about after hours coordinators? So in terms of the after hour coordinators, um, level four hospitals with one or two wards must staff one after hour coordinator in addition to ratios if that hospital operates either of the following. A nominated birthing suite and or an emergency department, however titled, with greater than 2,500 presentations per year. Um, so that's an, so that changes the current status where if you've got two wards or less, you don't have a supernumerary after hours coordinators. But in the future from that date, you will if one of those apply. In addition to the, the after hours coordinators, the warnable based hospital will be reclassified from a level three to a level two hospital. So that will affect their medical surgical ratios. Yeah, so thanks for outlining those changes. What should members do if they have any further questions? So they can contact our query team uh, on 98614000. Don't forget that number. And we'll be able to provide assistance or alternatively, they could post a query through Yammer. In addition to that, there's a really good guide that the Department of Health have released, mm -hmm. and that's on their website. And that really goes through all the amendments all the changes and the staggered implementation and give some guidance as well. So people should make sure that they have a copy of that. Great. So thanks for taking us through the upcoming changes to the Safe Patient Care Act. My pleasure. I'm gonna make you